What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And welcome back to the Grave Consequences Podcast. It's a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. The show will now drop every Thursday morning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can figure out why we chose 6.30. I think it's pretty obvious, but whatever. Uh, I am Caleb B. Caleb Baldwin. Follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. as I already mentioned. Follow Greg at xmaserati. Um... This is episode 26 of our show, and also we obviously are reviewing season one, episode 26 of Lucha Underground. The title of this show is The Best in the Business, and we'll talk about it when it comes up, but man, just real quick, by the reaction these guys got in their entrances, in, in, in the match, and after the match, like you would have thought it was like Steamboat versus Flair reincarnated, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, Havoc's over. Havoc's really... Like, they were chanting, we won Havoc. Not what I was talking about, but go off. Oh, who are we talking about? Who are you talking about? The the main event, sir. Oh, you're skipping way ahead, then. I know. I mean, I'm just not saying we go right into the main event, but just as a teaser, like, you let know. Check, let me check my notes for the main event. What was the main event? It was Alberto El Patron versus Johnny Mundo. Oh, this was a great match. That's actually, yeah. I, I was going to give it a... Literally, like, two of the four most over people in the temple. This is, and it was Patron's best match. I think he's. this is his second mm-hmm. one, but it's still, yeah. like, heads and tails better than uh, his match that I thought was decent against Tejano. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's yeah. way better. Way better. Yeah. Johnny Mundo is uh, probably going to be an underrated wrestler when he retires. Absolutely. And uh, we will get back to that main event. And, but we are first going to, you know, go through the rest of the show. And the very first thing we see is what is going to establish that main event. Because we have Alberto El Patron and Johnny Mundo in the office of one Dario Cueto. Oh, by the way, I've started doing uh, recording voice notes on my uh, notes app here on my iTelephone. Mm. And uh, it when I said Dario Cueto, it um, heard Cueto. So it's. Q-U-I-T-O. So that kind of just gave me a chuckle. But uh, thanks for the courtesy chuckle, Greg. It's greatly appreciated. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so they're both in there like, man, we don't agree on pretty much anything. Like, uh, we pretty well kind of hate each other. But we can both agree, like, either one of us deserves a title shot before Hernandez. <laughs> I agree and with them. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Although, although we'll talk about Hernandez later, but like 
he's honestly like we started off like Hernandez is the devil. He's really starting to win me over. I'm not going to lie. Because he's good. He's good in the ring. It's just. Um, yeah. And he's supposed to be a heel. So and he does come mm-hmm. across as a good heel, especially in this episode. He's an incredible heel. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. It, it it the way he he debuted was kind of like how W X W W E guys would debut in uh, Impact for a while, and, and in the group chat I was just going off on the many many blunders Impact had uh, when I was watching. Uh, so yeah. uh, it, it had that kind of energy where it was like, all right, here comes a guy. They're gonna shoot him to the moon from another promotion. To the moon, like Dogecoin. To the moon. Our AMC. So hold those stocks, guys. I'm trying to get up over ten. Like I'm, I'm holding yep. steady, but you know, hold them, guys. Hold them. Don't stops. sell. That's what they want you to do is sell. Once COVID's gone, the theaters are going to open up. So you're going to feel pretty stupid once you drop that stock. But nonetheless, yep. when you drop that stock and when Greg's able to retire because it's trading at four thousand dollars a share, you're going to feel like real idiots. Oh man, but. Yeah, no, like, they both go off about how, like, hey, we, come on, we deserve it more than Hernandez. Look at what we've done for the temple. And that's when Dario gets an idea, and you always know he's up to something, because he always is up to something. He's always working. He's working overtime to be a dick, basically, you know? Like, if you think he gets paid to be a dick, and he loves his job so much that he's there, like, he's scheduled to work an eight-hour shift, but he always works 12, because that's how much he loves his job. 24 7 absolutely he's a small business Um, owner working overtime to keep his business afloat being a dick yep absolutely absolutely man he uh he skipped the mcdouble and got the double cheeseburger or maybe the (laughs) other way around and used that 20 cents to start an llc um (laughs) (laughs) but this is when dario gets an idea because he sees the the contention between the two and he says you know what all right, I'll, I'll do something for you. Dario Cueto books Johnny Mundo versus Alberto El Patron, and the winner will get Hernandez next week, with the winner of that getting a the next title shot for the Lucha Underground Championship at Prince Puma. And as the title suggests, this like this sets up our main event of the evening. And I thought the segment was good. Um, this wasn't Dario's best character work in the episode. That's going to come later. But he did he did a very good job here. Yeah, he wasn't too cowardly. Uh, I mean, as a promoter, it's a good de- it, like if you're taking you know wrestling for real, uh, it's a great decision. It's a great main event. Um, it kind of screws Hernandez over because Her- Hernandez already had the uh, number one contendership, so he's kind of having to defend it. Uh, yep. So he has he has a right to be upset, but at the same time, uh, maybe not so much. Maybe Hernandez has more of a right than Alberto because Alberto's had one match. Um, yeah. Her, and Hernandez won a specific match for that. Uh, Johnny Mundo deserves it because he's been doing great. Uh, but it's still. Well, Johnny a... Mundo's been doing great and like he almost won contendership against Brian Cage until King Cuerno interfered. So he's got a gripe. He's got a gripe. Uh, Alberto, and this will come in later, I think the roles. We'll talk about it later, but uh, Alberto's the dick. He's the heel, uh, in my opinion, yes. in this situation. He's he doesn't deserve this. Uh, beating Tejano in a bull rope match. Bull was rope it a bull? match. Yeah, that's it's impressive, but it doesn't get you a 
title shot. So it, he's kind of throwing his superstar weight around. This is him being a superstar diva. Yeah. But it, this yeah, is it was... like, um, I don't know if you were watching in 2016, but when John Cena came back to SmackDown at the end of the year and said, you know what? I'm challenging AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble for the, for the WWE Championship. Why? Because I'm John Cena. That's actually what he said. This is basically what Alberto did. Well, they had the World Tag League tournament. Uh, I forget what year it was in New Japan, but I believe it came down. The winners get a, get a title shot, and it was Evil and Sonata versus uh, G.O.D. I, I believe those were the guys. And then the Young Bucks, having not been in the tournament, interjected themselves into the into the match. Uh, <laughs> it was that was when I think they started having issues with New Japan, but they they threw themselves into the match even though they were never in the tournament. So uh, <laughs> you could say it's like that uh, pretty easily. Yeah, and again, like you just you knew Dario was working overtime because as they're staring at each other, just just so pissed at each other, ready to fight. Dario gets a smile on his face, uh, partly because, A, I think he's, like, I think he's thinking, oh, man, like, there's already a rift here. These guys already don't like each other. I've just made it worse. That's awesome. And another part of it, I think of it is, oh, my God, neither of them are mad at me right now. Yeah, he pulled a, he if in character, he, he handled this situation probably the best of all his angry wrestler interactions so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, One, because he gave them a foil to be mad at besides him. And he didn't have to give him fat stacks of cash like he normally does yeah. with Big Rick. So he hasn't been extorted. Yeah. He hasn't been intimidated. Uh, well, he was intimidated, but he didn't fold under the pressure. Mm-hmm. He just made a, a match. So this is what he's yeah. learning. He's learning to be a good promoter with wrestlers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as good as that segment was, the next thing we see is, uh, once again, I allude to the fact that, you know, when they do these tapings, they bring in one house band. And it's the same band again. And they're fine. Don't get me wrong. But Sergio Mendoza y a la orquesta, play us in again. And I noticed when the they were doing the intro and previewing the show, Vampiro and Striker, Vampiro does a lot of hand talking. And I know this because I'm also a hand talker. Not a signer, a hand talker. Like, I will move my hands and arms as I'm speaking. Does that make sense to you, Greg? Yeah, I, I, can, I know a lot of people that have to... Uh, gesture with their hands as they speak to make emph- em- to put emphasis on the things they say. Um, yes. Very animated people. Uh, mm-hmm. Is Vampiro someone I want to talk to, though? Eh, maybe not. <laughs> oh, man. And Actually, no. you, sh- you shrugged your shoulders as you said, eh, maybe not. Actually, I probably would. I'd love Vampiro. Uh, <laughs> we, we I would do- love to listen to Vampiro for like half an hour. Yeah, as long as he doesn't... Well... I'd say as long as he doesn't lie, but he lies all the time. I, yeah. I would love to That's be. That's why in, I would want to talk to him. If he were doing like a Henry Rollins kind of thing, where he got and he did spoken word about anything, I'd be there. If he, if if he, I listen to him on podcast. Uh, that's what I would do. I don't think I'd like to talk directly to him because he's probably crazy. <laughs> that's fair enough, man. Yeah, I uh, and I think I've said it on the show before, but like I met Striker at this was at the at the peak of my. Lucha Underground fan, and this was during as season two was releasing on TV. Uh, WrestleCon 2016, I got a pick and an autograph from Striker, and he said, "Oh yeah, Vampiro is crazy." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, he sounds like." It. And he's like, "No, no, he's actually crazy." Like he had to emphasize, like, "Yeah, no, that's not a bit." 
really. Well, I can. Yes. I mean, we we know that now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's great. It's funny that he'd say it at that. I mean, uh, the uh, the one interview, I think it was with Chris Van Vliet. Vampire mm-hmm. is like fuck Pentagon, fuck Phoenix. I think I don't know if he was going for real heat or if he really feels that way. He's a crazy dude, uh, and yeah. you know it depends on how much. Uh, I don't know if you've how many like uh, wrestling YouTube clips you'll watch where like a, a a host is interviewing a wrestler and they're just you know marking out for them and you know but then the wrestler is kind of like mocking them or talking down to them. I'm not yeah. that kind. I don't want to do that, <laughs> you know. And I think that's what he would do. I think he'd be kind of like a dick about things, like kind of like how uh, you remember when Bully Ray was trying to get uh, trying to get um, uh, Rich onto his podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I remember that, man. I yeah, do. I, I don't want that kind of. I don't want to. I mean, yeah. I, I completely understand because at the end of the day, you're a person. You don't really want to do that I, maybe i'm taking us too far off track but i, I think that would all good i think that's how a conversation with with vampire would have to yeah. end up you know? but hey uh consider this an official invitation slash uh almost a beg matt cross if you ever want to come on the grave consequences podcast we will move heaven and earth to make sure we schedule it to happen just so you know yeah, as long as the wrestler is cool, uh, I don't mind having him on there. I just don't. We don't. We're not yeah. making any money off this. So I don't really want to no, have someone come on. We do this for here. the love of the game, dude. We we do this for the love of the game. Yeah, so I'm not trying to have someone on here come on here and be a dick to either of us. Like that's yeah. You know, uh, I think that maybe what a real Mark would do. I, I hate that term, but uh, we're not here to be disrespected. Like I would we, actually. Uh, did I tell you? This may have been in the group chat. This may have been on air. Um. It's been what, like a week and a half since we last recorded. Yeah, maybe. Um, I instead of Mark, we should be saying Simp instead because that's more of a pejorative. Yeah, I can. Uh, well, unfortunately, you're you're. I don't want to, but unfortunately, you're pretty. It does fit. <laughs> the de- the definition does because they will spend money to be mistreated. I mean that's the thing, man. Like uh, we're we're not making money. Uh, I don't need to do anything for popularity. Uh, as long as they're cool. Like I think I could actually have Bully Ray on here with us, even though there's no point. Uh, I yeah. think just because I'm from the East Coast too, like I kind of can talk to him without either of us really offending each other. Just because you know, uh, like. I kind of those are the kind of fans I'm around all the time, so like I kind of we wouldn't rub each other the wrong way, but I think some wrestlers uh, we wouldn't have on here. Like Cage is super fucking cool. I don't know if you've seen interviews yeah. with him, but that dude is like if I were that big, I'd be the hugest dickhead to everybody. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> I, dude. With those, but he's super chill and cool. Well, that's uh, the thing about bodybuilders, dude. They are like legitimately some of the nice, for the most part, some of the nicest people on the planet Earth. Oh uh, yeah, see, I don't know much about that world, but if that's true, I mean, I Angelico seems like he'd be cool. Matt Cross seems he'd be cool. I think Ivelisse would be cool. Uh, it's ever certain pe- certain personalities don't don't gel together. I don't really like crazy people because I I yeah. don't they make me uncomfortable because I don't I don't know. It's it's a kind of like integrity. Uh, I just don't trust them as to not stab me in the back, like literally. So Vampiro, I'd love to have Conan on. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, That'd be great. Uh, yeah. Puma doesn't talk, so we can't have him on here. Uh, no, nope, of course not. We can't have him. I don't know if he's ever... Actually, uh, maybe spoiler, but I'm pretty sure he... No, I don't I don't know if he talks ever. 
I think he does in the third season, but I could be wrong. I think it was like a word. <laughs> that sounds right. Yes. It was kind of like when uh, Maggie Simpson talks on The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Man, we went off the res, dude. Yeah, I apologize to the I audience. I can say that. I'm from Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> I, I, Caleb knows it's been a day for me. I'm running on fumes. Uh, my yeah. Friday was ruined by my boss, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> hey, man, that's all we can ask for, bro. That's all we can ask for. Uh, and again, it's a free podcast, so if you hate it, then fuck off. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That'll get him coming back. That'll definitely, that won't alienate our, our listenership whatsoever. Um, I, will say, I will say something crazy later to uh, give people mm-hmm. fuel if they want to hate us, though, because I'm going to say something yeah. uh, nuts uh, in our main event. So I'll wait till we get there. Yeah. So you have to, you have to give us our uh, ad time. <laughs> main event, or pardon me, next match up, first match of the night is the crew, and this is a tag team match. So it's the team of Cortez Castro and Mr. Cisco. Against Angelico and Son of Havoc, and this is because Ivalice injured. She's in the temple. She's uh, in the bleachers, actually, sitting next to some uh, some simps, as we now call them. Marks well, at the you, time. You're, but, you're calling him that. I'm I'm not going to get on board <laughs> with okay. that. Okay, okay, that's fine. You're. I'm, I'm not going to stop you. Right to, it's your right to be a coward. Uh, I will enough. allow you. I will allow you that right. Thank um, you. One thing, because I didn't write a lot of spots down here, because I figured, well, I'll save that for Greg. And also, you know, want to encourage people to go back and watch the matches as well. It's long since been established. Um, you, you really, you really should go back and watch it though, too, because the the spot, it, it, this matching, this, these matches are very spotty. So, uh, if I yeah. tell you all the spots, it's gonna, you don't need to go see the match. Exactly. So, Evelise, like I said, she's sitting in the in the bleachers with the with the marks. And uh, she's very annoyed by the chanting, even when they're chanting for her. She's weird. Like she's, uh, uh, they the in Helico and Havoc are 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 faces now, but yeah. she's very much a, a heel. Yes, absolutely. She's obnoxious as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like when she's uh, yelling at Angelico and son of havoc in this match to move and you know do this do that she reminded me of like an angry dad at a kid pitch baseball game holy crap yeah that's a good analogy she is choke up you gotta choke up on that bat son yeah the one that gets kicked out because he's too drunk and he's you know scaring the other parents are like uh (laughs) randy marsh versus bat dad oh my gosh hey bat dad I didn't hear no bell. They should. That's a spot they missed out on. Oh, well. Oh, man. That's great. That's great. Some other mark for the crew. Oh, my God. Yes. They should have had, in like the next row up, they should have had Bale sitting up there arguing with her. And you have Eva Lee do the whole, you want to do it? You want to do it? <laughs> they, they had the opportunity. They, they, they squandered then, it, though. And then you have them get escorted out because it's like, well, they're fans, you know, they're not, they're not wrestlers right now. And as Ivelisse is getting escorted out, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was the temple. You know what? 
I, I kind of want them to do that more in wrestling now that you put that thought in my head uh, because they could do that more often in wrestling where not, not necessarily the manager, but they could add more drama to the matches by having people constantly pulled out. Uh, yes. I'm sure yes. some, uh, I'm sure some new Japan fans would love that for some of the bullet club antics. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, it could, it could be cool to do that more often. I think. I will take your word for it on that uh, New Japan remark because I don't watch uh, fetishized wrestling. I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, one thing here, Vampiro did a great job of pointing out just how desperate the crew was to get the win. Like, they were more vicious than ever. It's it's almost like they saw something that really put the fear of God in them. Put the fear of God in them and... You know, they, they. It's one of those things where sometimes where a, a team or a player or or combatant has a layup, as Dario would say, mm-hmm. and because they have the layup, they don't bring their full game because they're expecting an easy W. Because uh, the crew had that one good trios match that where they were kicking ass, like they have uh, good chemistry of each other, and they yeah. are ruthless and they will hurt you, uh, but they can't fuck around, and they're not fucking around in this match. Yeah. I would like to point out there was one point when Angelico was on the apron and Cisco went to dive at him and Angelico was was supposed to duck, which he did. And Cisco was supposed to miss him and hit either Son of Havoc or his own tag team partner. And Cisco, like, it was so spotty, bro. Like it was really bad. There was quite like, a he got few... all tangled he got tangled up in the ropes, dude. It wasn't the only time. There was another uh, incident where someone got tangled up in the ropes. They were having trouble with the bottom two ropes in, in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was That's a constant theme in this match. We could even call it the worst in the ropes instead of best in the <laughs> business if you want. Uh, but yeah, this, I like that, actually. Yeah. I'll write it down. Well, just remind me. We'll call it worst in the ropes. Um, Absolutely. Thankfully, they weren't dangerous botches. Uh, they were just kind of like, okay, yeah, that guy tripped. <laughs> they just looked bad, you know. It looked pretty bad, and you couldn't really edit it out really yeah. cleanly. Unless you um, completely and, cut away. Which, you know, what would you be looking at? Because they were during the big spots. Um, yeah. Did you want me to give some uh, flavor on the match? If you want to. I mean, I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to. But if you, if you would like to, then feel free. Well, let me just say that... Uh, I'll just say this match was all about redemption for the crew. Uh, it's this whole thing was supposed to install install a little bit of doubt for the. Uh, are they? Do they have a name? Havoc and Helico and Evilise. There's no real name. name. No. Uh, I think eventually they do become christened as Team Havoc, but I think that's only by commentary. I don't think they ever acknowledge themselves as that. Let's call them uh, Full House because there was three dads in that. Um, I, and I, I love it. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about who's the Jesse uh, of, of the group later. But um, <laughs> there was some it was it was her doing her usual stuff. She she we thought she was past where she's telling everyone what to do. Like we that storyline with her and Havoc was done. But it's, it's rear gets ugly head. Uh, and Helico mm-hmm. and, and Havoc had some spots where they were like giving each other those kind of rock and Austin tags where, you know, they're not very friendly. Yep. Um, and it, it was all about showing the, the savagery and how tech technical the crew can be. Uh, so it was, this whole match was to instill doubt or, uh, that it was, this whole match was 
there to make it seem like oh wait the crew can beat them and they will yeah. beat them because because the uh, the full house crew is falling apart from the inside already and th- this is mm-hmm. following the interview they have with vampire yes they won the title yeah but the, the story they're trying to tell is that it's a uh, house of cards if you will um, yes and the whole match is this isn't their best stuff they're holding back for the next match so if you mm-hmm. skip this match uh, you're missing out on some story stuff because there's some psychology in this match. But uh, yeah. if you if you just want great wrestling, you can probably... I mean, there's great spots, no doubt. Uh, there's a million V-Triggers uh, before, I think, uh, or maybe around the same time uh, V-Trigger was becoming awesome with Kenny Omega. There was a... It, it, the, the Shatter Machine, is that the, is that the uh, move where you do a code breaker with a flapjack like, uh, like FTR does? Shatter machine. Shatter. What was the move that FTR did in NXT where they have a guy in a in a leg lock and the other guy jumps off the turnbuckle and lands oh, and in the knee? Hits the knee. I yeah. don't know, man. Because uh, I thought that was shatter machine. No, nope. shatter machine is the uh, flapjack into the code breaker or whatever. Okay, that's that's where the finish is. Um, some high spots. Uh, there were some good, you know, lucha moves, but. Uh, I'm not going to give. I'm not going to tell all the spots. If you uh, you should follow because, like I said, there's some good psychology and story elements, and uh, yeah. it, it ends with the crew getting the W. And you know, maybe they're yeah. maybe they're getting their shit together because now also Full House is down a, a, a dad. Uh, Jesse is on the, oh on my the bleachers. So she's Jesse. She has dark hair. Okay, so I feel like the. The glue of the group has to be Son of Havoc, which would make him Danny Tanner. Uh, who's the guy that broke Atlantis Morissette's heart? <laughs> what was that? Uh, it's Dave Joe. Coulier, Uncle Joey. Joey Gladstone. Uncle Joey is Havoc. That's fine. I'm okay, okay yeah. That's, oh, I wait. Like you, you said Havoc is Tan- Danny Tanner? Yes, yeah. In my opinion. I mean, uh, Angelica would be maybe Angelico's. Well, he'll be Joey. And Angel- I feel like, <laughs> yeah, okay, that'll work. It's not a perfect uh, parable, but it'll work. Yeah, I think there's two. I don't think there's a Joey. I think there's two Jessies. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's but, definitely fair enough. Yeah, the fu- the Full but, House yeah. crew lost. They did. They lost because. They still can't get a, a get along, and it's not even Son of Havoc and Angelico who were in the match. Like they they had some some tough spots here and there, but like most of the problem, honestly, it's Evil Lease. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, it, it was kind of weird coming back and watching this because I thought they had moved past that again like, the storyline where she's telling everyone what to do. Yeah, uh, she's but they're coming right back to it. I guess they're trying to show that yeah they they had the heart to do it, but. Mm-hmm. You know the the story now they is may can not, they... they may not have the heart to keep it. The honeymoon's over. Yes, and uh, it's funny though. They're great trios. It's a real shame that she hurt her leg too. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I think they, I think Lucha Underground did the best they could do. Yes, absolutely. In the situation, yes, they did. One more thing before we move on to the next segment, and it's just it's that there are certain guys that you can tell get it, and. Uh, it was after one particular dive. I can't remember when. But Angelico hits this clean-ass dive like he always does. 
And then he takes the time, posture for a second, and he like swoops his hair. And it's just so douchey. <laughs> but like at the same time, he's so honestly, and I'm a straight guy, but I'll say it. He's so handsome that it's like, I get it. I get it. I really do. He's he's a he's a better heel. Like when he comes out and he's mm-hmm. dancing in the AEW, like you just instantly hate him, even though you might respect him. Like I love him as a wrestler, but it's like, God, stop. Yep. But he does one spot in this match where he gets dizzied and he, the way he falls out of the ropes is like not Ric Flair-esque, but like it's kind of like kind of on that level where he's like knocked out and he just flounders out. And just yeah. it, it looks like a, a horrible spill, but you can tell that he's doing it controlled. Uh, yes. I don't know if you remember that spot, but I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. No, like, I just want to go back to it and say it again, Angelico gets it. He does. He's great. Uh, and I think he, he that's why he should be. Uh, I, he, 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 he could do so much more than he's being used for right now. Um, mm-hmm. And he could have done so much more in Lucha Underground, but. Um, don't want to get into spoiler territory, but circumstances kind of held him back. I don't even. I think he got. Uh, well, yeah, spoilers, but yeah, yeah. And that's why I didn't say. <laughs> it's a forty-five minute show a week too, so there's only so much time, and there's so many killers on this show. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of them end up in NXT, a lot of them end up in AEW, and a few end up. They're on the main roster now. Yeah. Yeah. At least one. So, yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the crew get the win. The very next thing, and this is where Dario does his best character work of the night. Dario, by all intents and purposes, as things look, it looks like he invited Delavar Davari into his office. And <laughs> Davari is just not interested. He's not listening to a word that Dario is saying. He's, he's checking his phone, holding his drink in one hand not even looking up, not answering him. And you can tell just by the look at his face, Dario feels disrespected, as he should, and Dario hates this guy. It's very, it's this is great work because it's heel versus heel, and I, I know I, I carb on that mm-hmm. so much, but it's realistic. Like, not every asshole is going to get along with every asshole. In fact, they, they should conflict more often because, you know. They should put... because, like, oh, this guy's such an asshole. And yeah, they don't realize they're looking in a mirror. Yeah, an asshole is someone that will disrespect other people, and and usually sometimes assholes are for because they're insecure. So if you you know upset an asshole, they're gonna you know, it's it should be more combative and more more conflict. But my favorite part was when Davari raised his finger as uh, Dario was was uh, talking to kind of like when he was him. doing the spiel when he was yeah. doing the spiel. And and Davari uh, does the like hand waving motion like on with it. That was <laughs> amazing. Davari mastered. Uh, X Pac developed the term uh, "go go home heat" uh, yep. or "go away heat," but Davari, man, like this whole segment, I was like, God, I hate this fucking guy. Like, and the, yep. and what happens next? I it's just he's perfected it. Like, and that doesn't mean I want to see him more often. But it's just like, man, he just knows how to like just make you. <laughs> but I love that. I love that. You know, Dario has had it up to here with him. So Dario just decides, like, okay, you know, you say you like inflicting violence, as you know, because he's like, because Davari says, you know, you like watching violence. I like inflicting it. That's why I'm here. And Dario says, you know, well, if you like it so much, you're gonna have your first match tonight. 
And it's going to be against someone you know very well. And Davari just, even when he said it, it was like, okay, whatever. Like he just comes across as a, it's just, it's just some kind of entitled rich. Because I think he even said like you own most of the uh, the real estate in uh, Boyle Heights, which is going to make people hate him even more because he's a landlord type character, yep. you know. Uh, so nobody likes the land landlord. So he's just dude, or the, the, lanyards for that matter. Oh uh, yes, those two. But like always spinning around your neck. Ugh. He's just got the perfect heat. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a a, a, a like a Godzilla fireball of heat nuclear that's amazing also i'm uh i'm team team kong all the way baby uh king kong had to climb a skyscraper godzilla's as big as a skyscraper so that movie's gonna be kind of yeah okay well that kind of stupid put in the work okay king kong wasn't born on third king kong actually hit a triple well saying godzilla's a nuclear dinosaur (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> all right whatever dude <laughs> next up we had uh prince puma and hernandez segment with conan in there as well and i believe hernandez came to puma correct or puma came to hernandez i the, when i was watching it they just were kind of in the same room uh okay either it's, way it's the locker room they were there drago's yep. in the toilet trying to someone's yep. trying to flush him down <laughs> yeah drago's trying to sneak back into the temple through the sewer um he's trying to reverse andy dufrain it you know what they could have done uh they could have had drago constantly walking around like you know how some people have toilet paper hanging from their from their shoe or their pants oh my god yes <laughs> how else does he get in the temple that's fair enough man that's fair enough Drago crawled through 500 miles of shit to wrestle in the temple. That's how he smelled of... like roses on the other side. That's how he gets all that fireball from all that methane. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's the best episode yet. Um, first thing Hernandez does is he tries to gaslight Puma. He's like, oh, you're here to thank me for helping your boy win the title, retain the title last week? He's like, no, clearly you were trying to spear him, but go off. They could have gone longer with the the, the storyline of the doubt of Conan, uh, but they mm-hmm. didn't wait on it. They just immediately were like, no. "No, Conan's Conan's cool." And it, part, I'm not going to be one of those fans. Who are like, oh, they should have waited longer because I hate when people do that. That's obnoxious. Like you yep. don't know. Uh, but it yep. was surprising. I thought they could have gone. They could have gone with that storyline for quite a while. The doubt, like, will is Conan going to turn on him? Is he not? Kind of like MJF and Cody. They could have gone on yeah. with that for a while. Honestly, that could have gone on. It, well, if not for a pandemic, under normal circumstances, that probably could have gone on for like another year. But it's whatever. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. It's just it was interesting. I was surprised that they just came. It, and it was just kind of a because uh, that was kind of the big question of the last episode. Is Conan looking to replace Puma? Would he if he had a chance? Does he care who has the championship? Because, you know, if he's managing, it doesn't matter who the person he's managing it is. He's still going to charge the same rates. Uh, if you're looking at it realistically, but no, he came out and it's like, nope, my loyalties with Puma. And, and it was like, Oh, all right. Well, yeah. that's fine too. Well, to play, to play Vampiro here for a second, of course, his loyalties with Puma. Puma's the young cat, dude. Puma doesn't have these miles added up. He's not at the end of his run. Puma is going to be here forever for at least seven seasons. 
Well, that just means Conan is not an idiot. He's not going to do like impact and have Valvinus go over Christopher Daniels. <laughs> He's, He's a snake, bro. Conan <laughs> is a snake, bro. He's a good talent scout. Oh my gosh. Um, by the way, I heard your, uh, and I will not go to the ends of the, ends of the earth to defend early era Hogan Bischoff TNA. Now, Ugh. 2012, 2013, yeah, maybe, but not so much the early stuff. Um, <laughs> I like this even better. Dario comes in after all the gaslighting and arguing, and he tells Hernandez, like, hey, sorry, bud, you, you got to win another match next week. Patro- uh, uh, my God, Patron or Mundo, whoever, you got to win again next week. Hernandez is pissed. And then to make it even better, Dario, the dick that he is, to the end, to the end of his days, um, he says, like, I hope you guys can get over this little spat because you guys got a team tonight against King Cuerno and Cage. So a little bit of salt in the wound for both of them. It's, it's interesting. It even says to Conan, uh, he says, you know, if there's anybody that can get these two people on the same page, it's you. I know you can do it, buddy. And Conan's <laughs> just kind of like... Because one of those things where it's it's a compliment, but you know someone's fucking with you, and even Conan was kind of it's like, a go to the yeah, it's like Conan had pure go to hell energy at that point in time, <laughs> as he should. Yep. Next up, Delavar Devari is in the ring. The crowd, the temple already hates him. <laughs> like, and to my understanding, the temple wouldn't have even seen the vignette that we saw earlier, but the temple already hates him. <laughs> He's hateable, bro. Like he's he comes he's wearing like gold pants, isn't he? Yep, that's fair enough. He does wrestle in pretty much all gold. Um and so she introduces Delavar, and then as she starts to introduce Tejano, you hear her say, Oh shit. Then she runs off. And then I three seconds that. later, Tejano, Tejano comes in the ring. I love that. I I thought at first I I had to rewind it because I was like, did she say what I think she did? And it was great. <laughs> yep. I thought I thought Pentagon was coming out again. I swear to God. I was yeah. like, oh, crap, Pentagon's back. I was like, I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah. No, this was this was great because this was basically because Tejano, at this point, he's a full-blown baby because he comes out, he beats up this rich piece of shit, beats him up as much as he can until Tejano – oh, the match, the, the match starts, by the way immediately like within 30 seconds ends in a dq and tejano doesn't care he's still beating the crap out of him for as long as he can until davari gets one opening just one that's all he needs and then he powders out of there it that it was kind of a week it, it was disappointing but it it gave him even more heat because yeah, yeah he wants to inflate he's not paying attention He's agreeing to anything. He doesn't even respect anybody, but then he runs away. It's just yeah. the weaseliest well, of It heels. shows how two-faced he is because he says, like, I love to inflict violence, and then he has an opportunity, and it's not an issue of, like, Tejano's back is turned or Tejano only knows you as a mark in the crowd. Tejano's ready to fight, and at that point, you're just like, no, nah, I'm good. So, yeah, like you said, he's a weasel. He's a weasel. He's I don't know. If, hopefully that didn't that sound effect. My stupid Windows just updated its Windows oh, Defender. Good. I didn't I didn't hear anything. It's good. It annoyed the fuck out of me. But uh, yeah, he's. I can't wait for him to 
it's weird because we were saying like, yeah, don't get your hopes up. But man, I, I can't. And this is probably the only time I'm ever, I'm ever going to say this. But man, I really can't wait for that Tejano Davari match. <laughs> Yeah, because I just want him to beat the crap out of Davari. Like he's just, yeah. You know, Davari was okay in in Impact. I liked him in. That's what I'm told. Yeah, as Sheikh Abdul Bashir. Was that what he was called back in the in a few years ago? Maybe six yes, years sir. ago. Well, he was no, good. That was around uh, 20, 2008, Actually, he was Sheikh Abdul Bashir. He uh he had a I think he did a, a deep impact DDT. That's when you jump from the top rope and you and you do end up doing like a regular DDT, but from a isn't that height. the one where you have Morgan Freeman commentate it? Yes, and Earth nice. dies. There yeah, we he, go. Go off. He, he was good in Impact, uh, and he, apparently he's in, he's back in Impact because uh, I think I saw uh, him in a, in a match. He, I want to say he was in like the gauntlet they had in October at bound for glory but that's all i would know someone posted in the group chat a picture of, it's like a th- three versus three and chris bay is on one side and davari is on the other side and they were just calling him davari uh he i mean davari is a great he i don't want to say well he's he's a perfectly <laughs> fine wrestler like uh, he does he can yes. do some cool moves but he's 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 very uh i don't even want to use the term old school because i think that's stupid to call you know just getting heat but he's very much like a jay white where He's all about getting heat. Like, yeah, he can do cool moves. Like Jay White does a cool urinagi, uh, but he's really there to just get you just to hate him and want him to get his ass kicked. Yeah, he does a good job. Good, honestly, we need we need more of that. To be completely honest with you, it worked here. I I I want him to to uh, well get hurt really bad. Yeah. Oh, and he and he throws yeah. shitty punches. I wrote that down in my notes. His punches were garbage. <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, you, let me ask, off the top of your head, better or worse than Shane McMahon? Shane McMahon's known for having bad punches. Yes. Yeah, you didn't know. Well, I like his uh, shake, shake, rattle, and roll punch. He does the the Muhammad Ali thing where he he does those jabs. Yeah. You know, I, I like that. You like those? I love that. Oh Love man, it. I guess you're you're entitled to your opinion. Oh um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I haven't watched in years. So I don't know. If, I mean, when he came back, I, I didn't see much of him. Uh, back, but back in the day, like I, I like those kind of moves, like the bionic elbow. I love Juice Robinson's right hand, <laughs> the hand of God, <laughs> right hand of God. I love Shingo's. I, I love that just snappy punch. The right hand people yeah. will throw, just knock people out. I love that crap. I like strikes. Yeah. I get you, man. I get you. So after that, we have our semi-main, which is Prince Puma and Hernandez against, I wrote it well, down, Cage I, and King Cuerno. Sorry. Can we call them the Terminators? Because they're hunters and they're machines? I love it. I really right. do. There we go. The Terminators. That's amazing. What sucks is I think this is the last one of the last times that they team up in Lucha Underground. <laughs> Yeah, this they they were a team that was not meant to uh, stay together for long. <laughs> Too much ego. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, let's see. First thing I noticed when we get back, and maybe it's you know for time constraints, everyone's already in the ring. We don't see entrances at all. I kind of love that uh, because while it is fun to see an, an entrance for for a great wrestler, uh, you know, especially when yeah. the music's cool. Sometimes, like, uh, I don't need to see everybody's entrance. Like, when it's a tag team, I do not want to see individual entrances. I don't give a Ooh, shit. Oh, no. No. 
uh, unless your entrance is really cool and your music's really great, uh, I can I can wait till you're in the ring. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. And another thing I noticed, and um, you got to ask yourself, when did these two fall in love? Maybe it was during the first season, because Melissa Santos puts a lot of effort into announcing Cage. Dude, I was very confused as to who you were referring to fell in love. I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> yes, King Cuerno. King Cuerno and Hernandez fell in love. Dude, I was I was really confused because I was like, what is it? Where is he going with this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, she does a good and, you know, people do this for different wrestlers, whether it's like skating down to the ring, Darby Allen. They'll do little differences, you know, make n- announcements unique. And one thing she does is she'll, she'll say, you know, from the 559, they call him Cage. Amazing. Amazing. She, she misses one part, though. What did she miss? He's not a man. He's a machine. Oh, yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But that being said, this match was awesome. Very Truly awesome. Like, we got to see everything. We got to see Hernandez being flippy. We got to see Brian Cage getting his shit in, as he is. You know, Mr. Get My Shit In. Uh, my God, Hernandez border toss Cuerno onto Cage from the inside of the ring to the out. Clean-ass tope over the top rope. And then after he hits the tope... And feel free to interject when I give you the opening. Um, after he hits the tope, gets back on the apron, starts swaggering as as Prince Puma goes to one up him and yeah, blocks him. Yeah, they had some some pretty big miss miss. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Understandings, I think uh, one well, of the things... Well, that was the story. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. That was the story of the match. It was like, Hernandez and Puma, you could tell, really didn't want to tag together. Yeah, they didn't want to tag together, and there was kind of that... Uh, is Hernandez doing it on purpose or is he really just full of himself and just not noticing Puma? I'd say it's a little mm-hmm. column of a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, mm-hmm. it, he, Hernandez was just, you know, he can go, he go, mm-hmm. they put him in that ring and, and he can just, he can just go. And, and that's why I think me and you both like him, even though we didn't want to like him. No. No, this is definitely the uh, the Nickelback of Lucha Underground. Nobody wants to like him, but everyone loves him, and I mean everyone. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just had to get that out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh man, you you find me one person who says they don't love Nickelback, and I'll show you a liar. I don't, like and it'll be the same guy. Well, that makes you a liar, Greg. Um, they, I do not. <laughs> whatever, dude. Whatever you want to say, man. Whatever you want to say. Just know I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> there is some good commentary here. Uh, Vampiro points out, you know, the the mix-up between the, you know, the, the Technicos. Well, Puma and Hernandez, rather. He says, you know, there's something that's not right here, man. And then you throw the devil into the mix. 
<laughs> referring just, to Conan. He can't take he can't help himself. He has to just I mean, I really am it's curious. Becoming, I'm gonna be honest with you, Greg. It's becoming charming at this point. It's fun. Yes, it is very. It is entertaining at this point. Like it's no longer annoying. It's gotten to the point where it's it's hilarious because you can. Yes. It's almost like you could have a drinking game based on it. Um, yeah, it just makes me so curious if this is when he was because apparently him and and Conan dropped they squashed the beef, uh, and then they had a feud in in Triple A for a little bit. Maybe that might have been just for money. They might not have hated each other anymore. But I, I just wonder if this was all storyline or if he genuinely still didn't like Conan at, at the time and vice versa. Yeah, who knows, man? And another one, another quote here. This was from Stryker. Someone brought up, you know, pain, or you know, Stryker referred to, you know, suffering. And he said, you know, speaking of pain, here comes Cage. That is a damn good way to get a guy over. Yeah, he is. Uh, he hurts people. He hurts people mm-hmm. real bad. And you know, I was I realized the reason why he's not being used probably as much as we'd like in AEW. Mm-hmm. He's pretty fucked up right now. Like I was watching a, a guy who's like a chiropractor injured or uh, working injured. Like Kenny Omega's oh, yeah. working. He, Kenny Omega's working injured right now. He's let that slip. Uh, uh, people are going to be like, no, he's not. But he said like, he's not, he's pretty banged up. Uh, yeah. I saw a cage on, on, on a thing where the guy had like a chisel and a, and a little tiny hammer thing. And he was using it to like adjust his muscles so much, like to move lumps of his muscle that were like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, he was getting chiropractored. Like, uh, Cage was, and Melissa Santos got it done too from the same guy. It's a pretty cool, interesting channel. I think you could just, I don't know the name, but if you just search uh, Cage and, and chiropractor, you're going to see it. It's a pretty uh, popular YouTube. Um, but yeah, Cage is pretty messed up right now. And I think that I think that's actually happening to a lot of AEW stars that we, me and you have complained about not being pushed. Um, but mm. yeah. Because Cage, hey, maybe it's because hear me out. Maybe it's because they do thirty-two matches on one episode of AEW Dark. Not with the same people, but yeah. Mm. No, I know, but I just wanted to get that dig in there. They, uh, yeah, he's 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 working kind of injured right now. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a shame. Get be better, AEW. Be better. I like how you're basically like Conan, or you're you're like Vampiro with Conan. Like it's it's Caleb and AEW. Like you're in and fucking AEW. <laughs> Their fault. Oh I gotta what be the match striker. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm pissed. We uh, we paid out big money to. So this is a baseball thing. Either way, we'll talk about that later, or we won't talk about it on air because it's not pertinent. But yes, um, I have. I do appreciate that rapport between us and, you know, you've got to be the striker when AEW comes up and I've got to be the vamp. So or I choose to be the vamp. So you, ha- I choose to be the vamp. So you have to be the striker. Can we both be vamp? Cause I think that'd be hilarious. That would be amazing. Just, uh, just hours upon hours of us mercilessly shitting on AEW into a, to a viewership who by and large seems to love their product. I that do. is a great way to retain viewership, sir. Yeah, I'm gonna frame my. Uh, I bought like a frame for my uh, my my ticket stub that Floyd uh, Floyd gave me like a free ticket to. Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, damn, Floyd hooks me up, dude. Uh, yeah, Floyd's a good dude. Dude, he uh, to full gear. It was the one where where uh, Kenny and and John Moxley were supposed to have a match, but there was never a sanctioned match. Shut um, up. Um, 
<laughs> and I uh he I won the AEW contest in uh in uh that he had on all all, all yeah. on uh all things elite. I uh, got the yeah. uh, I got I got a new AEW uh hoodie and I even got their uh their joggers and an AEW heavyweight uh title pin. So uh, I'm balling That's right cool. now. Got the drip. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I really am. I'm a winner, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm going to win the Super Bowl bracket thing I, I signed up for. 25 bucks. I'm, I got it. I am so proud of you, man. Dude, gambling is cool. Proud of, yeah, gambling. Kids, anyone listening, gamble as soon as you can. Don't do anything illegal. I'm not going to you know, advocate for anything illegal, but when you can legally gamble, absolutely do it. Take entire paychecks when you're working and go to the casino and gamble it all. Dude. My friend uh, added me to a group for stock market stuff, and this is right when the AMC games GameStop stuff was going on. This guy yeah. dropped forty something, forty uh, k into a uh, Jesus Christ GameStop or AMC. He then a couple weeks later, he was in the hospital from stress. Of course he was, man. Of course never, he was. Gambling is cool, but never bet anything you can't afford to lose. Just. No, Ever. exactly. Yeah, uh, but in it is seriousness, cool. yes. Do not, do not gamble anything you can't afford to live without. Yeah, but do gamble. It's great. Oh, absolutely, gamble, gamble as much as you can. I gambled on the Super Bowl, and I, uh, I've done fantasy football once or twice, uh, and I won once, uh, like third, pl- uh, third place. Dude, it's uh, fantasy football is just numbers, and just watch Red Zone. You're good. You don't need to know nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There was oh one thing that's not cool to me, and that's um, Cage being distracted by Conan after the Hernandez and Puma alliance is done for. And don't forget how it ended. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hernandez literally pushed Prince Puma into a King Cuerno dive. Yeah, which is smart as hell. Puma's a, a, a dumb white meat baby face. Yeah. He's yeah, got, absolutely. Uh, dumb baby face syndrome, and I kind of don't feel bad for him. I actually respected Hernandez for doing that because I don't. You don't really. <laughs> it does happen, but you don't see it as much as it should happen. I love it. Like we people complain about the flippy stuff, uh, but when like let's say there's a trios and and two of the guys are holding one guy steady so he can't get away, and then the guy <sighs> dives into him. I'm okay with that because that makes sense. They're mm-hmm. holding him in place, and this was yeah. kind of the same thing. So I was on board with this spot, completely on board. Yeah. Um, but like I said, Cage was distracted. Not that it fit- factored into the finish, but Cage was distracted by Conan. That's idiot stuff. You know what else is idiot stuff? Things like what Matt Stryker says here. As Hernandez is attacking Prince Puma, and he's he's done with the tag team, just beating the crap out of Prince Puma, throws him into the, you know, just beats the crap out of him, and then leaves. But as this is happening, Matt Stryker has the gall to say... If this is the first time you're watching wrestling, or you've watched your entire life, you knew this was coming. What the hell, Striker? Well, you did. To be fair, it's it sounds a little shooty. That's I'm. Uh, well, mm. uh, you know what? I I am not going to shoot on your opinion too much because there are instances where I don't like it when they break the fourth wall. I like kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I so while I was okay with the statement, I completely understand how you feel about it. Yeah, uh, I will not so invalidate after, you. 
I appreciate that. I really do. I'm glad you respect my opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a big pop. That's a that's a 44 ounce Mountain Dew right there. Big pop. Uh, Gamer fuel. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy. Cage hits Weapon X near the seal on Prince Puma, the Lucha Underground champion, and he gets the win. Hey, our boy Brian Cage just pinned the Lucha Underground champion again. He did the Razor Ramon uh, Bullet Club thing. Uh, well, I'm going to say it, uh, the NWO thing because, you know, Bullet Club is basically NWO. It's an NWO ripoff, but yeah. He did the uh, the cigarette thing where he put it out on his back. Mm-hmm. And then he did Weapon X. Dude, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure the first person to do to do that, and I could be wrong, I thought was Stan Hansen. I don't know. You could be right. Uh, I just know that uh, Diesel and, and Razor Ramon would do it occasionally. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, uh, Weapon X is... F- <laughs> I love that finish, dude. Mm-hmm. It's great. Because it, it's a very convoluted setup. Uh, but when he finally nails it, it's kind of like End of Days from... Uh, Baron Corbin. And I don't care yeah. how you feel about Baron Corbin, but end of days. Is, that finish is, is amazing. It's be, It's like a better version of Sister Abigail. Yeah. Our Blade Dude, Runner. Like the thing, uh, the thing about Baron Corbin is that like, it's really like, okay, he's like, oh, he's boring. He has chin locks. Any like extended chin locks. And he does, but then he sees Instagram. And it's like, oh, mountain biking and horror movies and barbecue. And then he's got a cool finish. And, uh, you know, before he became Royal, fairly cool song relatively to boot it's like how can i hate him well he um he also is a jujitsu guy and he showed some of his clips i may have said this on the air i said it in the group chat um Mm -hmm. that he showed clips of a tournament where he did a leg lock of of a kind um yeah uh, and it it was incredible at leg lock and i even said this is before he was big so he was responding to people (laughs) yeah i was like i was like dude that should be your finish right there or that should be another finish you add because uh yeah it's a perfect it's a it's a it's one of those submission moves that that does look good sometimes submission moves don't look cool in wrestling like i i don't think like john cena's uh stf uh stfs usually don't look very good cobra clutches usually don't look very good in wrestling even though they when done for real they they can look cool uh, mm-hmm. it, it was a leg lock. I don't remember. I think it was like a reverse knee lock. Uh, it looked great. And uh, so he he can also maybe not wrestle. I'm not going to say, you know, he could uh, do all that, but he can do submission stuff too. So um, they just don't let him do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, real quick. Have you seen today's new episode of WandaVision? No, I'm going to watch it pretty soon. Don't spoil Oh, my God. You're. I'm not going to spoil anything, but you're going to love it. Um, Does Batman show up or, or uh... Uh, uh, Luke Skywalker? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's made of hint time. Alberto well, El Patron. Yes, he could. Uh, versus Johnny Mundo. Winner will face Hernandez next week. But the winner of that then being able to challenge Prince Puma for the Lucha Underground Championship. First thing I know, well, first thing I noticed, as always, when any anytime Alberto wrestles, over like Rover, <laughs> so over. He's got he gets the he gets the crowd pumped. They they love his energy. Uh, and at the time yeah. when this first aired, I did not care for uh, Alberto El Patron at all. But dude, this match was great. This was an amazing yeah. match. Yeah, and uh, I it's promise the, the there is an alternate timeline where 
Alberto stays on the Indies, stays in Lucha Underground, uh, doesn't allegedly beat the crap out of anyone, be it his girlfriend or a Ninja Turtle, and uh, doesn't have a drug problem, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's just so awesome. And maybe in this alternate timeline, Lucha Underground still exists. Who knows, man? I don't know, man. That's kind of a hard universe to live in. I kind of need him to be beating up Ninja Turtles and... Uh... <laughs> I, I just can't, you know, imagine a world where getting he's not Paige doing that. To, getting Paige to come to Im- Impact pay-per-views in a Lucha mask. He did that? I swear to God, Slammiversary 2017, because he was dating Paige at the time, and she came in, but she knew, like, oh, my God, like, all the fans are on the camera here. So she had to wear a Luchador mask the whole time. Huh. Well, that's kind of cool, though. I suppose. It looks it looks silly, but yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, I it, uh, in Stardom the the Queen's Quest girls they come out in lucha mask, so it depends on how the lucha mask. Well, was it a bad lucha mask? Well, it's not that it was bad; it was ill fitting. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, all right. So they just yeah. took one from the from the like waistband and just threw it on. <laughs> yep, yep. That poor girl. Yep. Uh Johnny over, but to a lesser extent, still over, you know. Uh, first thing I noticed for throughout the throughout the majority of this match, we're getting T-shirt Bert, as I call him. Ah, uh, the Naito energy with the T-shirt on. Mm-hmm. Usually that and, means it's uh, phoned in, but yeah, but this wasn't the case, man. It's what like he he broke the mold here, you know. He put he put in some effort, you know. And this was my style of wrestling because there was a lot of micro movements uh, to, mm-hmm. like that I like where like at one point Johnny Mundo does kind of an they're both grounded like on their knees kind of like if they're doing jujitsu and uh, Johnny does a, a an arm drag of of sorts that that just flips uh, uh, Alberto through the ropes. Uh, they do a lot of things where they bump to create distance or to push people into the ropes or into the corner. Instead of just doing an Irish whip, they do bumps and pushes, like just two-hand pushes, which can it, – it's amazing, and I didn't think – and this isn't something I thought about before, but that can be the difference that makes a match look more like a fight than a wrestling match, which you know, uh, is something I never thought of before, but just that little, that little tweak made it seem more of a, a – if anything, uh, if if you remember attitude wrestling, yes, people uh, blow it up to be more than it was. But a lot of the best parts about attitude wrestling is it was fast paced. Like it was a lot of stuff off the ropes. It was like everything was. It seemed like every moment was a hot tag moment. Uh, yeah. They say they say wrestling right now is too spotty, but back then wrestling there was no slow movement movement. So that when uh, WWE started slowing it down, it was kind of it, it was at first kind of boring, but. Uh, that's what this felt like. It felt like they were constantly just they they couldn't they weren't cooperating with wrestling holds. They, if they if they got into a collar and arm uh, collar and elbow uh, lockup, they would end up pushing each other out of or rolling or tumbling into the corner. It was mm-hmm. I loved the energy of this match throughout the whole way. Yeah. Now one particular spot I noticed. And this was relatively early on. Alberto's on the outside by the by the apron. Johnny's on the inside. Johnny decides to dive out. Alberto pulls the ring skirt. So Johnny gets trapped in there. And then Step Up and Zaguri kicks the shit out of him. Oh my God. Some of the kicks in this were amazing. Yeah. Uh, 
and it was very snappy, which I love. This this had a lot of mm-hmm. uh, Maserati pro wrestling in, in it. Yep, this was definitely MPW for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. T-shirt Bert hits a tope on Mundo that that drives them into the chain link that you know um, puts up a barrier between the fans in those stands and the actual temple itself or the ring area, as it were. Yeah, it's a nasty chain link fence too. It's it's it really is. It looks grimy. It's not like a chain link, but it's like these little tiny metal uh, thin. I don't know what you, how you would call it, but it's not like a chain link. It fence. looks like an old rusted baby gate, sort of. Kind of like, you know, those elevators where you can shut like a metal gate across. Yep. Yep. That, that's that's kind of what one. it is. Yeah. But it's like smaller. Mm-hmm. So there's more, there's more links. So if you get thrown into it, you can get cut, you can get tetanus. Like it's, it sounds awesome when they go into it. It's very rough. Yeah. And on that tope, like one, Bert just gives up his body entirely. Johnny crashes into some stairs and breaks them. Yeah, I didn't know if that was a botch. I'm not sure. Because it was a very weird... Because they pointed out. So if, if it was yeah. a botch, they played... They played. They pointed out and showed on camera, yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't remember... I, I know what you're talking about, because I remember thinking, like, wow, was that... Because it looked weird, but it could have been planned. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually when something crashes or breaks, usually it's planned. <laughs> yes. It's shortly after this point that Alberto decides he's definitely here to work, which he had already been. But then he takes off the shirt and he's not in bad shape. So why is he wearing the shirt? Greg? Hold on one second. Someone doesn't understand what recording a podcast means. What was your question? Sorry about that. Um, no, uh, people, it's like I'm I'm free all fucking day and I've dropped the F-bomb and I apologize so much on this podcast, but I told you it's been a bad day. I'm free all all damn day. And then, you know, the hour I'm trying to record a podcast, someone sends me like 17 straight text messages, someone that never talks to me. And it's just uh, I think I'm going to hire someone to take them out. Uh, but what you was should. your. Yeah, you should uh, you should hire. um this is a good hit, man. Should hire the APA. <laughs> well, their their slotto of pounding ass makes me question whether they're actually beating people up or they're doing something worse. Because <laughs> um, I remember that was their motto: always pounding ass. And it was like, who's I'm bright idea? I'm gonna get you the. Uh, I know, right? There's a there's a shirt <laughs> out there. It's the always pounding ass bar and grill. I'm gonna get you that T-shirt. I just. I, I'm not going to bring it up, but I was reminded of that story of Edge and, and Bradshaw in the showers. But... Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. JBL, you're uh, canceled. Um, <laughs> Poor Edge. He deserves his main event at WrestleMania. Absolutely. He earned it, man. He went from number one all the way to uh, number 30. Eamon Orton did the uh, old Bulldog and Sean routine. Hey man, the whole holding the ropes at the bottom is a strategy MJF used, Road Dog used. I mean, it's a winning mm-hmm. strategy. Mm-hmm. Don't don't knock it. Like, why also, get up? I'm just gonna say it to anyone who's like out there arguing this for hours on end, be it in I don't know a group chat or Twitter, it don't matter. Are you guys that bored? <laughs> like, well, I mean, WWE doesn't think that they've created new legends, so they go to the old ones. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised because uh, they don't. Yeah, no. They're not going to, I mean, 
I can think of guys I'd, <laughs> I would love to see in the WrestleMania main event, but uh, it's not my company. Uh, yeah. They they think uh, they they want they don't think the younger guys are legends yet. That's it. I think I think the point I'm I'm making here is um, you think anyone else that thinks differently is stupid and uh, you disrespect. Well, definitely any anyone who disagrees with me is clearly on the wrong side of whatever we're discussing. Mm. That's been well established. Mm. But also, like, I'm growing to the point of like, I don't care. Mm. Does that make any sense to you? Like, I've just become a generally more busy person. Well, I don't care either. <laughs> yeah, that's fair uh, enough. He does look. Uh, it's weird that they're not. His hair is gray. Like, I thought they would like you know dye it a little bit or something. <laughs> Get him some just for men, that sort of thing. Well, you remember when uh, Kevin Nash was going to fight CM Punk? <laughs> they they like dyed his anytime, hair. Anytime, pitch black. Anytime Kevin Nash came back, he'd have black hair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it was awful, but you know, Edge maybe yeah. want, might want to do it. I don't know. Yeah, or shave his head. Uh, not bold. Did, I just, I just mean like you no, know, he, haircut. he he rocked the shit out of that short haircut that he had when he was retired, man. Yeah, when he was doing the uh, Edge and Christian show, like he didn't look bad. I don't, I don't know why he doesn't just do that. Uh, I don't know. Just long gray hair looks. Yeah. Stands out too much. <laughs> I think I think it's too much yeah. of a of a of a bullseye for people to complain about his age. He could get by. He could yeah. get by. Short hair, five o'clock shadow. Yes, very much so. That'd get him by. That would get him by for sure. But like I said, no, Bert doesn't look bad. He had the shirt on the whole time. What the hell? It was for and, that pop. It was for that pop. Yeah. Because when he took it, was it off. It was for the pop. And it was for the Kurt Angle taking the straps down moment of like, oh my God, now he's going to finish it. Because he immediately goes for the cross arm breaker. I love that spot. And it, the crowd did too. I love that. The thing the, about it, like the thing about it, when you've got a sub, when you've got a submission wrestler in there, and you build to them trying to put this submission on, and they finally got it on, and you think the match is over, that the match could be over, whether you want this person in the submission to not tap out or you want them to tap out, you're immediately one hundred times more invested than you were before because now it's not a three count. Now it's a matter of they've got to either hold on. They've got to tap and or get to the ropes. There's nothing else to do. And it makes it puts 100 times the amount of heat that was on the match before on it, you know, at that moment. There's a lot of people that have submissions as their finishers, but there's a <laughs> lot of people that can't do this. Uh, Kurt Angle's somebody that can do it. Uh, Alberto did it here. Um, I can't even. Brian think... was damn good. Brian is damn good at it. Daniel Bryan's damn good at it. Uh, I can't, off the top of my head, I'm sure there are people, but I can't think of anybody. Uh, now, granted, because, like, if he got it on you and he cinched it in deep, it was over. Uh, Benoit, off the top of my head, for sure. Oh, definitely Benoit. Um, I remember screaming at my TV at WrestleMania for him to make Triple H. When he made, ta- like, when he made Triple H tap at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. or no, he was, he was at Backlash. I think it was... He made HBK tap at WrestleMania because it was in no, Canada. no. He made he made Triple H tap at Mania. Okay, so that was the first one. Yeah, uh, which people and that may not sound like a big deal, but Triple H never tapped before this. I think this was like the no. first time he tapped. He never That's... really tapped to the walls of Jericho in a real match to lose. Uh, mm-hmm. This was the first time he tapped. Like they gave Benoit the keys to the goddamn kingdom because then he beat the next pay per view, Shawn Michaels. Uh, mm-hmm. 
that was well one they of, did that but then they immediately like i stopped eh, watching after like, that i immediately well, stopped watching after the that match because i remember thinking there's only the only way only place to go from here is down and i had no idea yes. how right i was mm-hmm. exactly you were very right because they immediately like okay bad blood's the next show Triple H and Sean are going to have their blow off inside Hell in a Cell. Well, that's got a main event. So now your world champion isn't closing the show. That's to me, that's a sign of disrespect. And it's like, well, you're not the you're not in the the blood feud. You're not in the main feud here. So you're not going to main event. Um, How would would you feel about and just putting a scenario just like that scenario and a lot of other scenarios where the main event isn't the heavyweight champion? How smart do you think it would be if someone were to like just not have the heavyweight championship defended on those pay-per-views where they wouldn't be the main event? Like let's say it's a there's a taker match, right? That doesn't happen very often. Would you because absence makes the, the heart grow fonder anyway? And yeah, I think sometimes people are seen too much. I think well, I don't know, in well, the hypothetical, you... you've got to play the game where in this hypothetical. Okay, we're building to, and we put in the work, and we're building to a non-title Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan. That's going to be our main event. Our champion at the time in this hypothetical is, let's say, Kevin Owens. And we've built up this like Kevin Owens-Cesaro thing on TV, and we're, we're content to save it for the next show, the next pay-per-view. Yes. Um, but here's the thing you've got to be willing to adapt because if you look at, and this is in a hypothetical world where like we're doing arenas now where we're selling tickets, we're doing all that. You've got to look and you've got to ask yourself if this main event is drawing us enough tickets as we expected, do we need to sell more? Can we put that match on, you know, do we have to put this world title match on the card, even though it's still not going to main event, but it's definitely going to boost the lineup. And if that at that point, if the answer is yes, then, you know, I'm not a fan of not closing a show with a world title. But in that instance, I would be OK with it. What if you I mean you could still have them in there, but maybe make it like a tag match? That's not a bad idea either. Like something that continues the storyline, but mm-hmm. isn't the like basically you hold off on the blow off match. Yes, I like that. Or have like a talking segment for one of them or a tune up for one of them. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that would fix that kind of problem. I think we're probably we we've talked more about Edge and hypotheticals than we did about this main event. We gotta get back Who to it. Who gives a shit? It's our show, dude. <laughs> I gotta edit it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, just don't edit this out. It's not a big deal. Um, oh, no, I'm keeping it in. I just have to listen to it again to make sure that. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's fair enough. When you listen to these and you edit them, I want you to tell me how great I am, just in general. Not how great I sound, because I know like my, my tech isn't uh, super high gear like some people's, but just how great I am just in general, you know? Carrying really on with, yeah, uh, <laughs> with the match. Uh, amazing match. Uh, yes. That's the, the thing. This match was good. As distracted as we, as we sound, this match was very good. It was very good. There was... And I love these, the visual wins. Uh, when he did the, mm-hmm. the arm bar, it did look like Johnny had to choose if he was going to tap or if he was going to find a way to escape. And he barely rolls out. That mm-hmm. gave Alberto the W submission, like the visual submission. Like it, it, it instilled the thought. And this, a lot of this goes back to Johnny Mundo being so good at selling and, and just everything in, in Lucha Underground. This is his best work. Mm-hmm. He he made it believable that 
Alberto could make him tap. So Alberto has the visual win right there. Then uh, AEP or uh, Johnny Mundo gets a, a visual pin. I forget what he got, what he hit him he with. He hit the uh, end of the world and Alberto got his hand on the rope. Yes, it was. It showed that Alberto could not get his shoulders up after that move. So that mm-hmm. made Mundo look good. So now at this point, mm-hmm. both guys have a visual win over each other. Not a real win, but just. And, yeah. Yeah. They have the visual win, not a real win, but you know, they show that like each of them could win. They're very good. They're very good. And not necessarily one's better than the other, but like in moments, one is better than the other, obviously. But, and here's the thing, Johnny might have a gripe uh, because, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, back and forth in the ring and Johnny at one point, he's in a compromised position and Berto kicks the crap out of his head, gets the win. Here's the thing I noticed after this, it was basically a super kick with like the, the force and tenacity and the sound mm-hmm. basically a super kick to a down Johnny Mundo. Alberto fell onto Johnny, but as I noticed and referee Marty Elias did not, it looked to me like both of Alberto's sh- shoulders were also down. It was a great, this was an amazing finish because it came off like a flash KO. Uh, where mm-hmm. it just it was a, it was during a, 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 a they were going back and forth trying to hit each other with kicks, and he yeah. this is when Alberto started doing a super kick to grounded opponents. It's, it was a super kick. He did it to to uh, John Cena when he came back and won the U.S. title off of John Cena. Uh, this was yeah. a new finish of his, and it was so crisp. It was so much of a flash KO, and he did. It was very much like the Austin uh, Triple H match when they had the three stages of hell or whatever it was. Where uh, they mm-hmm. both ended up hitting each other with a chair and a sledgehammer, but Austin fell first, and then Triple H fell on top of him. You're right; it it <laughs> it, it does cause doubt. Uh, Alberto gets the win, but Johnny does not look weak here. Uh, Johnny looks yeah. incredible because because again, it's a flash KO. Flash KOs. If you get hit with a flash KO, as long as it's not the first and only move, you don't usually look very weak because a flash KO yeah. is something that comes out of nowhere and you're done. There's nothing you could do. So this match is. Uh, I mean, like, I would give it a five stars. Yes. It's a great match. I, uh, I would agree. It was very good. Very good. Um, honestly, and this may be controversial, maybe not, best match we've seen on the show so far. It very well could be, and I'll, I'm going to one-up you. I will say that Johnny Mundo is the Hiroshi Tanahashi of Lucha Underground. Yes. There we go. He is the ace of Lucha Underground, sir. Kind of has the same build as well. A little bit. A little bit. And, Very uh, handsome guy, too. He's handsome. He's got the huge, you know, he's huge. And uh, yep. I I just see the comparison so much here. Because uh, yeah. he's probably the heart of Lucha Underground. Puma's the champ, but as I said, uh, he doesn't talk. He sometimes comes off as a background character. Mm-hmm. Um, but Johnny Mundo. Like things just happen to him. I feel like Johnny Mundo has. I, I like the way he sells. I like the way he moves around. Whereas Puma can be a very much an indie darling, you know, flippy, yes. which is fine, uh, you know. But sometimes it's too. Sometimes he's too perfect. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like he doesn't seem that. human. And yes, that, that's kind of a backhanded compliment, but it's just the truth. He just seems. Sometimes it, it's just it's almost like I'm watching a movie. Uh, yep. he's he's too good for his own good i guess <laughs> it sounds crazy but like uh, sometimes i like a little bit of roughness to make it look like 
you know, a fight. Like, like I said earlier, like the pushing and then, you know, the way it's just rough and it's tumble. Yep. So, oh man, this was not the end of the show because by God, we see someone visiting a coffin and we hear the familiar voice of the lovely Katrina. And she says, death is the beginning of new life. And And she tells Pasquale Mendoza, rest no longer. And I think maybe one of us called it, maybe it was you, but the Grave Consequences match was the death of uh, Pasquale Mendoza. He's dead. He's gone. Now only That was you. Was it me? All right, I'll take credit for it. I'll take a victory lap. I will take the uh, social suplex victory lap, even though this is an yep. old sh- show. So I, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> did know, <laughs> but I'll take yep. it. Anyway. I'll take it in kayfabe. How about that? Yes. Uh, yes. It, it, it shows that she planned it all ahead. She didn't. Uh, Phoenix was just a means to an end, as, as you can tell, because she's not with Phoenix. Uh, he's the simp that has been taken advantage of. She's back with her jerk boyfriend. And now he's only more of a jerk. He hasn't changed only for the worse. But she's actually worse. Yeah. She's actually the more toxic one. Yeah, absolutely, man. And the best visual, because she's begging, you know, um, she's rather commanding, not begging. Sorry, no disrespect to, to our queen, Katrina. Um, <laughs> um, to, you know, rise and open his eyes. And the very last thing we get, we hear that that opening note from his badass stock music theme song. And then we see his eyes open and the show's over. The show started off kind of weak, in my opinion. Like, not mm-hmm. weak, but just they, they ever, you could tell certain matches they were saving their best for the next match. With Tejano and, and Davari, there was no, they don't have anything, so they didn't even have a match. Uh, yeah. The, Hernan- the Hernandez and Puma versus the Terminators was setting up another match. It, they were, they were giving out the best. They were saving that for the next match. But my mm-hmm. God, the, the final match. Uh, was just amazing, five stars. And in this mm-hmm. part, uh, I am. We love Mil Mortes. Like we, we want to see him just beat the crap out of people. Uh, yeah. I find it very funny though that you completely skipped the uh, <laughs> Dragon Oh Azteca. my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I am so sorry. I missed that. Let's circle back real quick. Oh my god! Uh, like you know notes. why I skipped it? You know why I skipped it? It's because this angle sucks. Yeah. Uh, It takes up so much time, and it's a trashy angle. She never pays. She has one match in Lucha Underground. Mm -hmm. Uh, I give them credit. They tried to invest in it. I think they were literally training her to wrestle, maybe, because you said she wasn't a wrestler, but she was Savannah. She was a ring announcer or something. Yep. Uh, One, this is clearly voiceover, uh, big boy voice for, you know, Matt Cross for Dragon Azteca. Uh, yep. it's, I said it's also clearly a kidnapping because uh, yes. he won't let her go. Yeah, uh, no, that's a kidnapping. It's a kidnapping, and um, she's very bad at, at whatever martial art he's training her in. And uh, <laughs> again, I don't think he's actually training her for martial art. Uh, maybe he won't let her leave because she won't pay the deposit on her next belt stripe. Who <laughs> knows? Uh, but it's a terrible segment, unfortunately. Uh, yep. Lotus says, hey, I'm ready. Azteca says, take me down, then you can leave. And she can't take him down. No. I don't even remember her and her in the matches she's in. Um, I, don't I only know of one match that she's actually in. 
it, it wasn't it was multiple people and yeah. i just don't remember her part at all well we'll talk about it when it comes up but uh can't wait <laughs> yeah sure sure it's good, man it's actually a good batch but she just i she's just a uh, blind spot i can't remember a thing she does i, I don't remember yep. if she was uh i don't remember if she was offensive as a wrestler or if she was passable or if she was mm-hmm. great i'm pretty sure it wasn't great because i don't and remember what's, it what's great is like three of the well of these multiple people attached to this um are like iconic in the world of women's wrestling not to get too spoilery but they're just icons dude present day icons dude both in WWE right now. Yep. Yep. That's all yep. we'll say. That's all we will say. Um, well, I'm sorry we had to talk about that. We were having such a good time. Um, we got to rate the show for what letter grade we're going to give it. We do. We do. Um, I can go first. Man, I, I was ready to give this an even A, and then I remembered the Black Lotus segment, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. A minus. I got to give it a B minus. Uh, okay. A majority of the show is skippable. I would say if you yeah. have to go out of your way for this, just watch the final match. Well, but you see, that's where that match did so much for me, and that last segment did so much for me that it bumped it from a B plus to an A minus. That's understandable. I, I I'm trying to keep it. <sighs> the Davari thing sucked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't was, mind it because it, you know, like his punches it, were trash. It got both guys over. It served. It actually served a purpose. And I know that's a very fed defense squad thing to say, but like it served its purpose here. No, I get that. I just think uh, if you're going to brawl, learn how to throw uh, <laughs> a decent punch. Hey, Cause he, he was doing that thing where you, his, his punch hit the mat. I was going to say, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like that dark order extra from that, uh, last show 2019 (laughs) it was actually exactly like that yes amazing amazing um but hey don't don't talk about tejano's brawling because tejano is very good at brawling oh he's great he's actually elevating davari Mm -hmm. absolutely dude and in the process he's getting himself so over yes i am shocked it's working. I just don't like non-matches, especially in Lucha Underground. I was kind of—I I didn't remember the match. I was like, "Oh, Div- uh, quit, uh, Dario will come out and restart the match because he usually does that," uh, but he yeah. didn't. Yeah. No, that's um, yeah, that's pretty much the show, though. So we went A minus and B minus, I believe. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll give it a straight B. I'm. A, I don't forget the minuses and pluses. It's a B. That's fair. That's fair um so folks that's the show check out every other show on our social suplex podcast network lineup that includes the likes of 8-bit suplex with josh and sandy that covers impact and video games as well uh we've also got all things elite with floyd and austin s as the name suggests that is an aew based podcast so if you want the exact opposite of grave consequences that's your show um next up i believe great match generator is on the list uh greg feel free to if i'm if i'm missing anything uh that that one is hosted by dj cooks Uh, as the name suggests they use a generator to uh randomize great matches to watch and review it's a good it's a good concept in my opinion 
you check it out. They they pull out some cool matches that uh, you might not have ever seen or heard of before, but they're they're considered they're they go for the matches that are considered amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're looking for like the five stars, what you would consider five stars, like maybe in the eighties or late nineties, early nineties. Yeah. It's it's worth it's uh, it's if you are a wrestling nerd like us, you, you're probably gonna like it. Uh, yep. we got, we got keeping a strong style. The guys that brought me into the social suplex, uh, Jeremy Donovan, John Juris, and we got the young boy, Josh Smith, uh, mm-hmm. great show. I think they got a lot of content to talk about right now, especially with Kenta showing up in AEW. This is dropping uh, weeks later, but I, I think today with Tommy, <laughs> we're waiting for JR to slip up and call him that. Uh, I saw people <laughs> saying that it'll happen. Uh, yep. we, we got the OGs. We got One Nation Radio with Rich Latta, James Boyd. Uh, we got Grown Men Watch This Stuff. Grown Men Watch This Shit. Um, that's with... Um, who's hosting that one? I got no memory. Who's... Oh, geez. You're so bad. James Vanderbeek. Not not the Dawson's Creek guy, as I say every week. And Chris Things. Chris Bryan. That's right. And then we got Ricky and Clive, yep. which is uh, surprising. Scottish brothers. God, I oh, love them. Hosted by Ricky and Clive. Check out. Uh, is that all the shows? Is there another show? I believe so. That's all the promotions. I'm uh, gonna feel so bad if we miss someone because we usually this, don't. Grown men watch this shit. Uh, Ricky and Clive. Uh, watch. Listen to everything we drop. Everything is literally, gold. literally listen to everything on the network. Watch. Listen to us first, and then listen to everything. But listen to everything. And don't forget to read our articles on the website. Muzza is a, a great contributor. He's been on a few of the Keeping a Strong Styles shows. Uh, he's written a few good articles recently. Je- uh, Jeremy yeah. writes articles. I think Rich, uh, he, he was talking about writing some more or if he wrote another one. Uh, so check those out as well. There's some very well, well-written well articles on there. Um, we, we drop a lot of good content. If you're a wrestling fan, there's pretty much nothing we're not covering. And in fact, I think uh, there may be some more well, I, I I can see some more content coming along the way as as, as Joshi wrestling kind of starts to blow up a little bit more, especially with this AEW tournament. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely, folks. That is the show. And some people might tell you that Caleb Baldwin doesn't get distracted, doesn't go off the res when he's in conversation. But those people, they'd be wrong, wouldn't they, Greg? Yeah. And what happens when they're wrong? What do they have to suffer? Uh, Judas Messias matches. Jesus Christ, you're terrible. Um, they are terrible, but that's what you got to do. Oh, man. Yes. Sometimes in life, you have to suffer and watch Judas Messias matches. Not no more like this. Judas Messias. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. And that, to me, that feels like it may as well be. Grave consequences.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.